The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house. Sideline. Pylon. Touchdown. And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. He is at Aaron Murray 11 I am at Drew Butler. Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. I had a couple of hat orders come through after the national championship. I've actually had some requests, Aaron, to get some national championship punt and pass gear going. So I need to look into yes. that. But if you're looking for a tour advisor, if you're looking for a punt and pass golf hat, head on over to puntandpass.com, put your order in. I'll send them out right away. Before we get started, look, the season's over. I just want to give a huge shout out to our two biggest partners this season. Of course, Prize Picks. Everybody knows Prize Picks. Prize Picks has been with us for a couple of years now. Keep using price picks. The NFL season is rocking and rolling. We're mm-hmm. talking with them still about how we're going to continue through the off season. Promo code PUNT still alive. Of course, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. We are going out to dinner with John Coker later on. I mean, a couple of weeks. I don't know. I was emailing him the other day, Aaron. So that will be a lot of fun. But price picks is the best. And Solomon Brothers, of course, Solomon Brothers was awesome. New partner this year. Go to Solomon Brothers. Alpharetta and Buckhead, 10% off your jewelry purchase if you mentioned Drew or Aaron or Punt and Pass. It was so fun just later on throughout the season getting DMs, seeing people out. Hey, I got my engagement ring from Solomon Brothers. Hey, I got my wife or girlfriend a Christmas gift from Solomon Brothers. We love it. When you support our sponsors, it's a huge help. So huge thanks to Solomon Brothers. Follow them at Solomon Brothers, SolomonBrothers.com. And of course, prize picks. So shout out to them. Aaron. It is Wednesday, January 19th. We're filming this in the morning. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs are still national champions. And I guess we can just kind of touch on everything, put a bow on this whole thing. You were on the TV coverage of the national championship parade, which just looked absolutely amazing in Athens last weekend. Rumors are running rampant around Stetson Bennett and his future at Georgia. Will Georgia go to the transfer portal? There's just a lot to talk about. So let's dive right into it. How was the national championship parade? It was, uh, it was awesome, man. It, you really, it felt like a game day experience. I mean, I yeah, woke it looked up, like it, you know, first I Sharon and I got a little bit too rowdy on Friday night. We went up there that. early. Uh, we are not young bucks anymore. And we were hurting that night. Uh, and into the next morning, uh, Sharon, hopefully she's not listening. Uh, <laughs> it's the first part of the parade. I wasn't sure if she was going to make the parade at all, but she Eli. tucked it up. 
she toughed it up though. She made it and, and came out and hang out, uh, hung out with me. But like, I woke up at, you know, eight, seven 38, went to go get breakfast and you could already see people rolling in, man, people yeah. carrying chairs and uh, all Georgia decked out, ready to go for the, the parade. And then when I left probably around 10 o'clock, um, obviously I, I had to go through the butts mirror from, from our boy Ty Fricks's condo, go through the butts mirror, get my PD light, uh, head on over to the stadium. And it was slammed on campus, like at 10, 10 30 in the morning. I mean, it literally felt like I was getting ready for a game day. Yeah. So getting to the stadium, obviously was covering the parade, watching it looked amazing. Uh, went on the field, took some pictures with the trophy, got back up in, in the booth, uh, with WSB and, and was kind of going through the next two hours with them and filled up stadium filled up the completely filled up. Yeah. Completely filled up. The people were lined up like crazy on the, um, the bridge, bridge overlooking the stadium. It was like, we were getting ready to play, you know, LSU in Sanford stadium or South Carolina in Sanford stadium. Like that's what the feeling was there. It was awesome. It was special. I thought everyone that got up and spoke uh, did a great job. Shout out DJ Shockley was was tremendous. Yeah, he was awesome. That whole thing, uh, man. It, it just it's funny. I, was, I forgot who I was talking to. Maybe Peter Burns or no? It was um, uh, Hester, Jacob Hester, and he's like, yeah. When we won, it was we just did it in the Coliseum. You know, their their basketball Coliseum, like fourteen thousand people. Yeah. He said it was amazing from an outsider to see ninety two thousand people in that stadium. That just shows you how much the the, the football team meant to this this. Uh, the, the, the fan base winning a national championship means to this fan base. And I was just really happy to be a part of it. It was so cool. Cause it was elaborate. I mean, it was no rinky yep. dink parade, the planning that had to go into that to make it be done in five days, probably really four days. I mean, they got back Tuesday, late afternoon, probably athletic administration for sure. Wasn't in the office until Wednesday to put that together on a Saturday, Greg Sankey was there. The national football foundation was there all of the pomp and circumstance with the parade heading down Lumpkin, the fan synergy. I mean, bravo. It was absolutely awesome. So cool to see Jordan Davis got up and spoke. So did Jamari Sawyer. I saw a little bit of chirping around Stetson not getting up and speaking. Yeah. What are your thoughts around that? But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay. Yep. I see it both ways. Right. Of course you want Stetson to get up there. I mean, he is now legendary. Good morning, America kind of the cult-like stature that he has post winning the national championship game. Do you think he would have been put on the spot from the fans chanting one more year asking DJ asking, are you coming back? I don't think DJ would have done that, but it could have been made into a very, very uncomfortable situation for Stetson rather than just Jamari gets up there, says, I love this team. Jordan gets up there, shows the brave shirt. Hey, this is awesome. Go dogs. We're the best. Do you think if Stetson would have gone up and spoke, he could have possibly been put into a tough situation? No, I don't think so. I think I, I look at it as, you know, one, it was a little, a little bit shocking to me that the starting quarterback, the guy who was the MVP in the game, yeah. for the offense wasn't up there speaking, but you, you also look at it as you, know, you, you put your senior captains up there to speak. For sure. The guys that were the captains on the team. I think to me, that was more of the decision. It wasn't, Hey, let's, let's, let's not put Stetson in a position where where we're going to have to worry about something happening. And I'm sure shock was, would never have done that, you know, being a quarterback himself, he's not going to put Stetson on the spot like that. I look at it as more of, Hey, these are our senior leaders. These are the guys that our team voted to be the captains heading into the year. They both came back. They both came back. They obviously made a huge impact on the season and just like Stetson, but you can, you could have, 
the thing about this team is they had a bunch of big name guys that it, it, you could have had a ton of them gone up there and speak. So I'm not mad about it. I'm not worried about it. Like I said, you get two captains up there, one from offense, one for defense, let them go out there and do their thing. And Stetson's had plenty of opportunities this week to speak to the media, yeah. to be out there, to be the face of this team, uh, to serve the fans, chicken at Canes. He's done enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not mad. I am not mad at all that he didn't give a speech. All right, so then let's go on to the next talking point because I think it's one where if you're reading the tea leaves, if you're on social media, if you're on any given message board or a specific Discord, people want to know what is Stetson Bennett going to do? Is he coming back? Now, I didn't even notice this, probably because I was just caught up in my own happiness the morning after the national championship game. Clearly, everybody saw the Good Morning America uh, interview with Michael Strahan and Robert Roberts. Stetson was fresh off about 40 minutes of sleep and a really good time. I never even caught the time where he was asked about coming back next year and says, hey, I just need to evaluate. I need to know if I can trust the coaches. We'll see what decisions are made. I didn't, first off, I did not take anything what he said in that interview for uh, a, a literal sense of the word. I mean, the guy had just won, he had no sleep. Like, who cares? But people, of course, are going to take those words, twist them and they want what they want to believe, and now hold them against Stetson. So when he said, I need to know if I can trust the coaches, I need to see what the decisions are made. Uh, in that moment, I guess you could pick apart those words and say, what's he talking about? Like, where is his mindset right now? Because it's easy to see it twofold. Right off into the sunset, you know, common wisdom would say Stetson probably doesn't have a future in the NFL, maybe in the USFL, which is a new spring league. Is he ever going to play football again past the University of Georgia? He could go out on top. The guy is an absolute legend. There is no doubt about it. He is set for life in this great state of Georgia. Or he could come back, run it back, and hashtag burn the boats. A lot of skepticism, a lot of criticism. Same old, same old, even mm -hmm. though he has a ring now. Would he want that? Is he built for that? His parents have talked about how hard it was on him. Stetson has openly said, it's tough to hide from that stuff. You constantly hear it. His teammates have said, hey, we try not to listen to it, but you can't get away from it. So it's a twofold decision for Stetson, and it's harder now because he has a ring. He has his out. I don't know, Aaron. I mean, it, signs would point that he's definitely going to come back, I think. I, I would think so. I mean, this is a kid that's living out his dream. And, and when I talked to him about a month ago, this was after the, 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 the game in Atlanta. He's like, I don't know what the coaches are going to do. You know, I don't know if, if, if they're going to want to put JT in for next season. If JT comes back, yeah. I don't know if they want me, they don't, if they want me back, like, I, I don't know. I got to talk with Kirby, but I can tell you one thing is I want to play college football. He said, I, you know, he admitted, he's like, I don't know what my future is going to be, but I know right yeah. now I'm living out a dream, man. I get to be the starting quarterback for Georgia leading this team in, in Sanford, leading this team in the playoffs. And if, if, if I'm not going to give that up, and especially one more year to play college football. I mean, that's the reason why Hell he yeah. left initially. Yeah, exactly. he left initially yeah. because he's like, I only get four or five years, obviously now six years because of the COVID stuff. Uh, I only get a certain amount of time to play college football and I'm not going to waste that sitting on the bench. I'm not going to waste that, you know, not giving an opportunity to be the starter. So if that's that, if, if Georgia won't give me the opportunity, then I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, that's, that's his, he just wants to play football like everyone else. Yeah. Whether it's at Georgia, whether it's at a, a Juco, whether it's at wherever other school, because there's going to be a lot of schools right now that need a quarterback. And if Stetson decides to, to walk off and leave, I guarantee you he's going to be a hot commodity in the transfer Absolutely. portal. Absolutely. You know, we, we'll see where it falls. To me, I think it'd be silly on Georgia's part not to commit to him 
to be the starting quarterback. I think he's the best guy on the roster right now, especially with, you know, the rumors swirling that JT is going to hit the transfer portal. There is one name out there in the portal right now. That's still really confusing me. And that's Caleb Williams. Yeah. Why is that kid not made a decision? I mean, classes have started at USC classes have started at Oklahoma classes have started at Georgia. Um, I, I don't know what the holdup is for him at the moment. Uh, that, that to me is the final chess piece that I want to see from the quarterback spot of where he lands and, you know, being around Athens this weekend and, and obviously being in the media, I've heard a lot of people say, Hey, there's a chance Georgia may get him. You know, I, I, I if I was a betting man, which I am, I would put my money on USC. I think that's a smart yeah. move for him going to follow Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Go follow Lincoln Riley. One of his receivers just left Oklahoma, went to USC as well. That's right. I think he's going to be there, but you know, there's something to be said about, you know, Hey, come be the quarterback of the national champion team. So yeah, we'll see, I mean, we'll see where it goes. You bring up all great points. Why wouldn't this coaching staff commit to Stetson Bennett? Um, Todd Munkin is yet to leave. I know there's still a ton of NFL vacancies that have not been filled. He clearly has tons of ties in the national football league, which could easily uh, relate to him taking a different job. Maybe not. I mean, it, it pays nice to be in Athens. The bonuses they just got, for winning the national championship are pretty sweet. And when you're in the position that Georgia is from a recruiting perspective, getting whoever and whatever you want, winning a national championship, that is a pretty good thing to try and replicate. Here's the thing about Stetson and the coaches and this situation specifically, right? JT rumor that he will be transferring. He has yet to enter the transfer portal because I believe he might be finishing classes and getting his degree from Georgia therefore graduating and then not having to enter the portal, just being able to transfer. I don't know what's going to happen, but the decision that the coaching staff makes is not just between Stetson and a transfer and Brock Vandergrift. The decision that the coaching staff is going to make will have ripple effects for somebody like an Arch Manning, for somebody like a 2024 five-star quarterback. This will hinge on how Kirby Smart specifically and the University of Georgia manages the quarterback position you have a national championship winning quarterback and if there's any hesitancy to commit to him a week after you just won that's a bad look Caleb Williams is an unknown commodity he is an unknown commodity we haven't seen him play against one SEC defense you don't know how he would relate to Kirby Smart or Todd Munkin's coaching styles you have no idea how he would even like Athens as he visited I don't know quite frankly I don't care But why on earth would you hedge your future on an unknown commodity in Caleb Williams, if Mm -hmm. that's the case, and push Stetson Bennett out? The guy just won you a national championship. You and I sat here and talked all season long how when the players came out week three or four, whatever it was, and said, we trust Stetson, that meant everything. JT was never going to see the field again unless it was an injury. You and I knew that because we had been in locker rooms before. It would be shocking to me, absolutely shocking to me, if for some reason Stetson and the coaching staff had a fallout. They were to bring in somebody like Caleb Williams. Now Brock Vandergriff's a five-star. Gunner Stockton's a five-star. They're sitting there going, what in the hell is going on? And Arch Manning's going, I don't know. And Cooper Manning, his dad's going, I don't know. This is a much bigger situation. It's called so you the think minnow Cooper, theory. Okay? You think, it's called you think, the minnow theory. You think right? Cooper has a chance to go to Georgia? I mean, based on what you're saying, you, you think that there's a chance to get snagged Ar- with Arch all the five. Oh yeah. Or oh, Arch, yeah, excuse for me. For sure. Yeah. Even I mean, with all the, the five coaching staff was just at his basketball game on Tuesday or whatever it was. Yeah. I obviously they're going to want him. I'm saying, do you think he looks at the roster right now with the amount of five stars that Georgia has and four yeah, he stars? He ain't afraid of that. He ain't afraid I'm of that. I'm just wondering. I was just no, wondering. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. But the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each. These bonds earn a fixed seven percent APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This decision is the minnow theory. One ripple in a creek can cause a wave in the ocean. There is no doubt about it. Yep. And that's exactly what's happening right here. So we'll see what happens. I, I still believe that this is just people taking a deep breath. Like you don't need an immediate decision right away. Stetson, I mean, let him go serve canes. The guy just won a national championship. Let him relax. Hopefully he's at Lake Oconee this weekend playing some golf and chilling out and hopefully Kirby is too which leads me to my next point okay the relentlessness of recruiting from this staff is unlike anything I've ever seen because at the parade they're having a good time right after the parade they're in the west end zone locker room recruiting more kids I'm like these coaches and the wives have to be like this is crazy like let my husband come home I'd love to have a four o'clock Saturday afternoon well Kirby made a good Kirby made a good good spot in his speech where he he took about you know three four minutes and thanked the wives and the families which I mean it's true though I mean these guys it's it is no stop and now this was the final you know arrow arrow that they had that they can put it towards recruiting because I mentioned on the broadcast they got downtown Athens and the campus, the stadium, some of the best, if not the best in all of college football academics, I would say is probably number three in the sec Vanderbilt, Florida, Georgia. Yeah. I'd go in that order. It's Florida better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Florida's ranked better. I think Georgia's right behind Florida. So the third best when it comes to academics, you won a national championship. You're an hour away from Atlanta. Obviously you can hit on, on all the NIL opportunities you have being in the Athens market, being so close to Atlanta. Um, I would say that to me, there's no better place to be. And obviously we're biased because we went to Georgia, but when you stack it up, now it's a fact academics. Now you have a championship football team, championship coaches, the, some of the best facilities in the country, the, the campus, the, the stadium, the proximity to Atlanta. What, what am I missing at Georgia? Like what, what, what were, if you compared to LSU way better academics. Yeah. Better, and better location. I mean, better location. Yeah. Gainesville, crap. Oh. Uh, better than that. Better facilities too. Um, South Carolina, same thing. Alabama, Auburn. I mean, not, none of those have the complete package that Georgia yeah. has. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you. And now you add in the national championship, and it's off to the races, which is obviously really exciting. Clearly, you knew that guys were going to go to the NFL. Really, wasn't too much of an exodus from a junior standpoint. James Your boy Cook's gone. gone. Camarda, but he was a senior. He was a senior. He had that COVID year. I didn't think he wanted to take that. Obviously, he's going to be a stud in the NFL also. But Camarda's gone. Jordan Davis is gone. Devontae Wyatt, um, Jamari Sawyer, James Cook. You know, just the, the usual. I don't think there was too many on the Georgia side that 
surprise the coaches of the fan base it was great getting nolan smith back he'll have a busy spring mm-hmm. um it was great to see chris smith and tyke smith were coming back that was awesome robert beal leader in sacks coming back so george is paying for a fun ride just got to figure out the quarterback position which is a you really don't have to figure it out theme. they really very, don't yeah, have exactly. to figure it out it's, exactly. it's it's it should be set i mean but i, I it, if, if if say it did happen i think there's like a one percent chance that kayla williams goes to georgia but I mean, why my, I, I, I agree. I, completely, I know. I know you agree, but like, why? Because he had a good year at Oklahoma and he was a top recruit. Like, is yeah. that why? Yes, that's why. Okay. Okay. That's well. it. That's, that's, that's why. Um, right. but just add it to the, 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 the story of sets and Bennett once again, of yeah, continue, exactly. continue to doubt him, continue to doubt him. Even when he just won you a national championship, it was MVP on offense. You still doubt him. It's just, when can you just and, and once again I go back to what yeah, I said I beginning agree. of the season when has this kid ever been given a true opportunity to be the starting quarterback in an offseason all his reps he gets is in the season like he doesn't get yeah. reps in spring doesn't get reps in fall camp it's like okay last resort now uh, we need yeah, you so go be the go. starting quarterback like give the kid a legitimate chance to go out there and have success he is yet to be given the reins to this team to, to really prepare for an entire offseason to go out there and have success. Yeah. It's I, amazing I what he's totally done agree. without I being know. starting quarterback in spring and fall camp. I totally agree. It's wild. It's wild. Nonsense. So we'll keep it tabbed on that. And obviously if some news breaks, I would guarantee, I would guarantee it is currently nine 30 something this afternoon. Stetson will make an announcement. I'll probably post this at 10 announcement at 10 30 Stetson Bennett. No question about it. Yep. Hopefully. He's coming back to Georgia. Um, NFL playoffs are rocking and rolling. Matthew Stafford got the big monkey off his back. Los Angeles Rams absolutely dominated the Arizona Cardinals in the wild card round. Wild card round. I was excited about it. God bless. It was so bad. I mean, blowout after blowout. Uh, The Bengals Raiders game was the best one. And Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, that dude is swagged out. Mm -hmm. He is damn good. And Jamar Chase. Okay. It ain't like he throws at Jamar Chase once every drive. It's every play. I mean, that guy gets open every single play. It's pretty damn impressive. There's no doubt about that. And then the Bills smoke the Pats. The Bucks smoke the Eagles. Uh, the 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 Cowboys Niners game was pretty good. Uh, yeah, Dallas, that was good. My God. Awful ending for Dallas. Uh, oh, brutal. Well, you know, you talk about the, the, the you know, I never felt at one point that Cincinnati was going to lose the game. Obviously, it was more competitive. But the Joe Burrow and, and then Jamar Chase, you want to talk about all the crap Jamar Chase got this offseason yeah. and, 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 and preseason, not being able oh, to catch yeah. the football and the adjustment. I mean, the guy is an absolute freak. Uh, and that brings me to my point about, you know, where does George Pickens end up in the draft? And all everyone always gets on me about, oh, George is a well, you know an elite receiver. Jamar Chase is an Jamar elite Chase is an elite receiver. And you can't tell <laughs> yeah. me those two are in the same ballpark. Dude, he gets open every play. Every well, it's not only that, open. what he does, the yak after catch, man. Pickens it's is crazy. a catch. Pickens is not a yak guy. And you no. need yak. You need yards after catch. So, yeah, I think Pickens yeah. is Chase a second-round pick. Second round? You think he was that high? I think second. Just third. from intangibles? Yeah, intangible. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is, he's big. He is, he's, he's a great threat. He's a great red zone threat. He's a great one-on-one threat. He just doesn't have that. You know, to me, what you need when it comes to yards after catch, catching a slant, taking it for 15, 20 more yards, that's not him. But I think there is enough talent there where people are going to say when he walks down during the combine, like, damn, that's a good looking kid. 
Yeah. Um, no, so I, I think, agree. I think, I think second, third round, mid round. So guy. what, like Jamison Williams, I mean, he was obviously, yeah, I would take Jamison in the first rounder. Still, I, still, yeah. I would. I mean, you, we've seen it nowadays with ACLs. I mean, he'll be back ready to go probably, you know, first part of the season. How about, um, how about Cam Akers, the running back for the Rams? The dude tore his Achilles in September and he was out there trucking. See, I don't get this that. Past weekend. I don't even know how that's possible. I tore my cap in 2016 and it still hurts. This guy yep. tore his Achilles five months ago and he's serving up concussions on a platter in the wild card round. I mean, that was absolutely insane. But speaking about um, Jamar Chase, who opted out of his entire last year at LSU, probably due to COVID, that's what he cited. Um, and then Jamison Williams, who got injured in the national championship game. This brings me back to a point. I think we talked about it on the show around opt outs around sitting out for bowl games and why you would play, why you would play in the college football playoff or national championship. If you're a surefire first rounder. Okay. And our buddy, Danny Cannell brought it up. And I think it's a really true point. And I want somebody to listen to this and give me their opinion. Okay. Jamar chase and Micah Parsons, who for all intents and purposes might be offensive player of the year, rookie and defensive player of the year, rookie, both opted out of their entire senior years in college. They cited COVID, but whatever. They opted out, okay? Matt Corral got hurt in the Sugar Bowl. People were like, oh, my God, why didn't he opt out? What an idiot. He just lost so much money. Jamison Williams, non-contact ACL in the national championship game. Holy cow, he got hurt, but he's fighting for a championship. Danny Cannell said, and I think it's so true, and I think you agree with me too, Aaron. Maybe I can persuade you to agree with us. You cannot justify opting out for a bowl game because you're going to the draft but still play in the playoff or a championship because it's the playoffs and you're playing for a championship. If you are a surefire first rounder, why? Because you're talking about 25 to $30 million. Okay. That is a horrible business decision. Hey, I want to go play for a title, but I might jeopardize $25 million or, Hey, I'm going to sit out because I'm going to go be a first rounder. The right thing to do, if you think or know you're going to get $25, $30 million. And I, I, I hate guys sitting out. Is sit out the whole season because that's a horrible business decision. It is a great team decision to continue to play, which of course I agree with. I want everybody to play in every single game. Picking and choosing which games you want to opt out of does not matter. It shows with Matt Corral going down in the Sugar Bowl and unfortunately Jameis Williams going down in the national championship game. Play the game of football. It's beautiful. Or don't play the game of football. Yep. Simple as that. Well, I, I think that two things. Jamar Chase, one, benefited from winning a national championship. So he he, sure. he came and went and, and, and was one of the best receivers in college football. His quarterback, who just won the Heisman, was leaving. A lot of the guys on offense were yeah. leaving. Like He looked coaches at it too leaving. as coaches were leaving. Hey, this is the best it's going to get. Yeah. Uh, my quarterback's gone. I've won a national championship. I've won an SEC championship game. There's nothing much left for me to do in college that's going to better my stock. So what is the use of me coming back another year? Because I can kind of look at this roster right now and know it's not going to be the same. Yeah. I think you look at a guy like Jameson Williams, he could not have sat out this year and been a first round pick. I mean, he was, he was buried on the for sure. Chart. He was an unknown yeah. commodity. Yeah. I think every, I think you have to look at it situation by situation. Like if you come, if you came to college to win a championship, you did that. You, you prove that you're a first-round pick that year as well, but you, you obviously you're a sophomore. A good example would be 
I mean, I guess you could say Will Anderson, you know, he won a natty the year before he's won an SEC championship game. He, to me, is a top five pick in the NFL draft. If, if it happened you yeah. know, this year, if he's going to be a top five pick in the draft next year too, he's a guy that to me right now could sit out and I would have no issue with it. Yeah. He came to college. Yeah. He came to college to win a championship. He did that. And he's a first round pick. So I understand, but now you throw into the far, the part of NIL and I know NIL will never be 25, $30 million for these kids. But I mean, do, do you make that case? Like, Hey, I love football. I love college football. I can stay in a guy like Will Anderson could probably get close to seven figures. I would think. Yeah. Oh, I can so make a million sure. bucks, play one more season, then go into the NFL. Um, and, yeah, and that's nowadays, legitimate. Knock on wood, but most injuries, and you're talking about K-makers with the Achilles, if you get hurt even in the championship game, you you're still going to be back yeah. in six, yeah. seven months. Yep. Like, unless you have, like, a freaky Alex Smith-type injury, like, you're, you're still going to be a first round. Like, I think, you know, the receiver's still going to be a first-round draft pick. Maybe he drops five slots, and that's, you know, still a decent amount of change, but you're still a first-round pick. So, yeah. I think you have to weigh that into it as well. How much do you love college football? How much have you already accomplished when it comes to being a college football player? Have you feel like you've maxed out when it came, comes to that? Uh, and then also max out when it comes to, to pushing yourself up in the NFL draft. So you got to yeah. take it case by case. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, that's really well said. What about I mean, this is last would, would, would you be surprised if Will Anderson decides to opt out? I mean, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, but coach Saban, I mean, that ain't going to happen in Alabama. If he was at another school, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. I mean, simply put, but he's going to come back to play. He's a baller, and probably because he'll be the first to tell you he loves football. Last thing, the Kayvon Thibodeau thing. Did you talk about that at all on the radio? The, the interview with Joel Klatt. Are you familiar with this? No, please, please. You have no idea what this is? No idea. So Kayvon Thibodeau, the stud top five pick from Oregon, was on like a watch live stream with Joel Klatt from Fox Sports during the national championship game. So Joel Klatt's kind of talking with him. And he's like, you know, like, tell me about your recruiting. Like, why would you end up at Oregon? Essentially, why? And Kayvon Thibodeau, with his glasses on, goes on this wild rant, Aaron, about why he chose Oregon over Alabama. And he starts taking a huge dump on Alabama education. He's like, <laughs> he's like look, I want to be more than just a football player. And yeah, if I went to Alabama, I would have won national championships full stop. Like I would have won national championships, but I want more than that. I want to be a part of something bigger. Oregon and Nike, they're a global brand. If I came back and Phil Knight would give me a, he'd give me a job at Oregon today. I'll call him. I'll call him. And then he starts saying, you know, the stigmatism of Alabama education. Now, stigmatism is something that's in your eye. He meant to be <laughs> saying a stigma of Alabama education. So he kept going, keep saying the stigmatism of Alabama education, the stigmatism <laughs> of Alabama education. Joel Klatt's like, what is going on right now? Oh. He is going on this wild rant. The beauty of the entire thing is Alabama as a university is ranked higher than Oregon as a university from an education standpoint. It was bizarre. It was such a weird way to say, here is why I went to Oregon rather than Alabama. And Joel Klatt had to come out and apologize and be like, I should have pushed back. Um, that's my fault. He was probably taken aback by the whole thing. Like, what the hell is going on? Greg McElroy got on Twitter and was like, hey, Kayvon, meet me in Birmingham. Glad to take a Wonderlick test. And Greg McElroy even said, hey, I think it's pretty funny you start mentioning Oregon in the same breath as Ivy League schools. Like, he was talking about Harvard. And what? Greg said, yeah, Greg goes, I got offered by Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Dartmouth. 
and I went to Alabama. He's like, I don't know if you got offered by those teams, but you know, Greg was a road scholar. I mean, he's a super, yep. super sharp dude. Really funny, really, really bizarre. Check that out. I'll send it to you after we get done here. But uh, I must yeah. say, though, you know, my mom did not let me go to LSU for that specific reason. But there's <laughs> there's proof that LSU is not near as good of an academic school as yes. Georgia. Yes, but, that is a fact. You know, Thibodeau, Thibodeau make sure you uh, learn your facts before you start stalking smack. Stigmatism. 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 Learn your stigmatism, <laughs> Dude, too. What? That's bad luck. Uh, All right. Uh, let's get out of here. Man. Winners this weekend. Um, first game is... Bengals at Titans. Ooh, I love this game. What's are we gonna do spreads here? We gonna do spreads? Sure. What's, three and a half. It. The Titans are three and a half point favorites. Look, Derrick Henry's coming back. The Bengals have two injuries on their off uh, defensive line, which obviously is not a good uh timing. Titans off a bye. I, I, I hate picking against Joe Burrow and Jamar I Chase, but I have a I have a futures ticket uh on the Titans to win the Super Bowl. So I'll roll with the Titans minus three and a half. Three and a half, though that 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 half points kill me right now. I think the game. I, I I'm going to take the Bengals. I think Titans win, but by a field goal. Okay. I, I think it. Joe Burrow. I just think he's a so top five quarterback. Yeah, if you want to win, if you want to win championships, you have to have an elite quarterback. And to me, Joe Burrow all yeah. year long has proven that he is a top five, top ten quarterback. Joe I love. I think Tannehill's great, but the quarterback battle right now goes to Joe Burrow. So I think he can keep it close. Love it. Um, Niners at Packers Saturday night, probably going to be five degrees. Freezing. I think the Niners are a six point dog. So Packers are six point favorites right now. And I'm, let me just tell you this right now. Okay. Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs, the way he schemes up the run game, right? Debo Samuel is a beast. I love beast. watching that guy play football. He is a stud. I'll take the dog here. I think it's going to be close. I think San Francisco runs the ball and keeps Aaron Rodgers off the field. I think it's close. I think I would not be surprised Bosa if the playing? Niners win. Uh, Bosa, Bosa and Fred Warner, I have not seen the injury report yet, but that is going to be big time for the injury report. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Niners with the points. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Green Bay. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau this year, kind of making a, a huge statement. Um, who knows if he's going to be a Packer next year? I think he goes out on top or has a chance to go out on top. Yeah, I like Aaron Rodgers in this game, so I'll take the Packers. Uh, Sunday afternoon, NFC, great matchup. Our boy Matthew Stafford heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucs. The Bucs are three-point home favorites. I think this is a tale of two defenses. If you watched the Rams get after Kyler Murray and make him Oof. look like a JV quarterback, uh, they were flying around, a lot of pressure, got him out of the pocket, but then had that spy where he couldn't move the ball with his legs. I just have a hard time picking against that Tampa Bay defense. They looked phenomenal against the Eagles, and the Eagles suck. The Eagles okay? But suck. so do the Cardinals. The Eagles suck. So do the Cardinals. Don't give the me that. Eagles suck. So do the Cardinals. So do the Cardinals. I look. I love Matthew. I can't pick Matthew over Brady. I will be so thrilled if Matthew does beat Brady. But I'll lay the three here. I think the Bucks at home. I know they have a lot of injuries on offense. The two biggest injuries to look out for, though. Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen on the offensive yep. line. If they don't play, this line is moving towards the Rams. And I might be I'm taking the Rams. You're going to take I the, think Rams. the Rams. Well, I just think if you look at their defense, I think, you know, the Bucs with the injuries they have, and obviously with Antonio Brown and his shenanigans out, you know, I, I like the matchup of Ramsey on uh, Evans. So all of a sudden now yep. Evans, now Evans is out of the game. Yeah. Uh, that puts a lot of pressure on Gronk and, and Gronk's going to have to be special. Uh, but I think because of the injuries at receiver, because of the fact that the Rams have one of the best cornerbacks in the country or not country, I keep thinking, you know, uh, college <laughs> over here in the NFL, uh, still in the country. 
uh, I, I like the Rams. I like them up front, especially with, with the injuries that the Bucks have. Uh, you know, with Donald, with, you know, old boy from Denver over there, defensive end. Yeah, Von Miller. Um, Von Miller. You know, the way that the connection between Stafford and, and, and Odell is happening right now. And those, and guys, are getting more God, those guys are beasts, Cooper, I know. They're the better team. I mean, then it goes back to quarterback. I mean, if you want to go break down position by position, I give the edge to the Rams a little bit besides quarterback. And the, the reason is obviously Tom is, is one more championships. I don't know. I think Stafford right now with McVay is a match that's only gotten better and better this season, especially with Odell on the roster. I'll take the Rams to win this one. All right. Um, I thought it was cool. I watched the Manning cast. First off, Peyton and Eli are allergic to saying anything negative about a quarterback. I mean, it is comical. Like if a quarterback throws a pick, it ain't the quarterback's fault. Oh, the quarterback no, fumbles not. it. It ain't the quarterback's fault. Bad play call. It ain't the quarterback's fault. I mean, come on guys. I get it. But geez, they did a really good breakdown of Matthew and his arm strength, essentially saying he's one of the only guys in the NFL that can throw the ball literally after the receiver breaks in a route. Usually it's an anticipatory throw. The yep. receiver's coming out of the break and looking for the ball. Matthew can just sling he's it. It's, it's, it's stupid. It's, 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 it really yeah. is insane. You're watching like, damn. And he puts it right on a dime. Dude, Tom, no. I mean, watching Tom last week in the season, Tom, to me, still has top 10, top 15 arm strength. Well, it's he's Benjamin stupid. Button. He's reversing an age. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, when he's throwing the football, I'm like, how the hell? I mean, you could tell, even on the TV, that that thing's coming with some some velocity. Yeah. You know, like, the dude's 44 years old, and he probably throws harder than most of the guys in the NFL still. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, last pick, uh, Chiefs, Bills. Bills at the Chiefs. Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I like this game too. I think the Bills are playing the Bills better win. than the Chiefs right now. Yeah, I do too. I think I like the, the Bills. Bills win. I like Bills Josh are my Allen team to win the Super legs. Bowl. I'm right, going with Bills to win the Super Bowl. I love their, their defense. Number one defense in the NFL. Josh yeah. Allen, his ability to run it, his arm strength. Um, you know, they just Singletary. I love Singletary at the running back spot. I just think they're the better team, honestly, on both sides yeah. of the football. So I'm going to go. I with think the Bills so too. This one. All right, we're speaking the same language. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Good stuff. All right. We'll keep this thing going. We'll probably do once a week for the next couple of weeks. Aaron, you and I got to uh, get together, see what the plans are moving forward. But we're fired up. We're keeping this thing rolling. Follow keep us on lot, social boy. media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Aaron's at Aaron Murray 11. Puntandpass.com for all things college football. We will talk to you next week. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.